All right, get ready because I think you're gonna get a ton of value out of today's episode. We're gonna be talking about scalable sales systems. I'm gonna give you three steps to more leads, customer sales, and profits through this scalable sales system. Uh, with that, let's just let's just let's just go ahead and dive in for it, okay? Um, so, my notes here. Uh, I, I want to start by saying this is pretty much my number one goal with working with any kind of client. Is I, I'm looking to build a scalable sales system. So, for example, recently talked to somebody, just helped them design their whole brand new marketing and sales process. We took all the marketing assets that they already had in place. And I said, well, okay, so those are all those pieces there, but if we rearrange them like this and add a few pieces here, suddenly we have a scale, a sales system that should scale much more, especially allow you to go out to cold traffic. I, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking specifically as I was putting together the notes, I worked with a client recently, built up a $10 million plus scalable sales system. Uh, thinking of another client that, you know, initially they built one system that was able to scale to similar numbers there and then they layered another system on top of it that was able to just accelerate their client acquisition and really anytime you want to scale to cold traffic what you want to do is you want to build a scalable sales system now that might sound obvious if you want to scale you need to build a scalable all right but the system having a systematic approach to this is the secret to scaling. You can't just throw marketing out there and hope that it that it's going to allow you to just build and build and build. Usually, if you're going to have, you know, with the exception of some fluke or some viral hit or something that just absolutely takes off, usually what ends up working, even if it, you don't see it from the front end, what's going on behind the scenes is something that is a much more intentional system for the attraction and acquisition of clients and customers, right? And it's it, the system is the secret. It's all about process and scalability and automation wherever possible so that so much of it happens the same way over and over again with every single person that is running into uh, your marketing messages, your advertising, wherever it is, right? And having the systematic approach really is the way that you fulfill on that famous Dan Kennedy quote, whoever can spend the most money to acquire a customer wins. Because when you design this correctly, when you structure it correctly, it allows you to maximize the initial revenue per customer and the customer lifetime value in such a way that you are able to, that you are actually able to scale that. So the three steps to more leads, customer sales and profits, and we'll go into more detail in these in just a minute. Um, but step one is to nail your powerful, profitable offer, and then little S in parentheses here, powerful, profitable offers, because depending on what you do, like typically there is more than one offer involved. Um, we'll, we'll get into the offers in just a minute. Step two is to actually build the system part of it, your scalable sales system. And then step three is to make sure that you nail your traffic strategy for actually driving the prospects, the leads through the system, turning them into clients and customers. Because you know, to actually do that scale part, you can't just build the system and then let it sit you know, in a quiet corner of the internet by itself. Now, one thing that I'll say here, one thing that I wanted to get into before I 
dive into your powerful, profitable offers and your scalable sales system and your traffic strategy is that in most cases where this is successful, there are both marketing and sales jobs that are happening. And the marketing allows it to be very scalable on the front end, meaning there's not a ton of manual labor involved in every individual prospect. The sales is what tends to close the higher ticket, the higher revenue um, transactions, right? So we're gonna combine marketing and sales for scalable sales system success. The role of marketing in the context of a scalable sales system is number one, to build the conversion architecture. So marketing needs to set up the system itself, right? Especially when you're talking about any kind of online um, funnels or any kind of online assets that are going to drive people through the, the, the system. Marketing needs to do list building and demand generation. Those are, those are very uh, marketing-oriented tasks. Marketing needs to do prospect nurturing. So there's going to typically be some kind of <clears throat> follow-up sequence. It could be email, but it's not limited to just email. Uh, marketing should do welcome mat sales. That is initial transactions that are low dollar, but they're enough to get someone to spend their first dollar with you. There tends to be a elevation of trust that happens with someone once they've spent their first dollar with you. And so if you especially because most scalable sales systems involve some kind of high ticket sales, maybe not initially, but but doing these welcome at sales up front, when I talked about the, the client that did one scalable sales system and then they put another one on that, that really elevated the success from that first one, what they did was they stuck a welcome at sale on the front end of that. In their case, in particular, it was a book offer. It was a book that they were um, selling the book and then uh, those people were great prospects for their higher ticket uh, coaching offer. Marketing in some cases, any scalable systems can be responsible for making the high ticket sales, especially if you have a really honed in funnel that's able to acquire a lot of customers on the front end with a lower ticket offer, but then has upsells to the higher ticket offers. I say maybe because in many cases, by the time you're getting to a high ticket offer, it's much less likely that it's going to be exclusively marketing. Um, instead, marketing is going to get into sales support, which is the next thing in my list here, um, to build a feeder system for the sales team, uh, which can involve either free or uh, paid prospect acquisition um, to pre-educate, to pre-motivate, and to pre-qualify leads for the sales team so that the people who are showing up and actually speaking to the sales team, the sales team does not have to be uh, exquisitely skilled as far as closing people. The sales team is primarily just there to facilitate the higher ticket transactions, to answer questions, to be a human face and a human touch, uh, to connect with the prospects on kind of a different level, and to uh, get them off the fence or get them over the finish line in terms of uh, moving up and becoming a um, becoming a customer for the first time or becoming a customer for the higher ticket, I'm sorry. Also to just generate those leads and appointments. That's part of the sales support, right? Uh, to generate high quality leads and appointments for the sales team. And then marketing continu continues to provide value by nurturing the relationship through time, through the lifetime of the customer's relationship with your customer or with your, <laughs> with your business. Uh, the marketing should uh, be doing things like 
regular emails that are continuing to provide value while also staying on the forefront of, of the prospect's mind. The role of sales in the context of all of this, uh, you'll see, so I've worked in a sales department where sales was largely trying to generate their own leads. And yes, in some cases, businesses can run very effectively with a sales team that's going out and cold prospecting and doing all that stuff. It tends to be much harder to scale that because if you want to double the performance of a sales team, you're going to have to get that person. You know, if you want to double the leads in the door, you need a whole second person generating leads versus when you're combining marketing and sales, what it allows you to do is to scale up things like um, like like uh, prospect acquisition and demand generation and all of that and be driving only the best leads into your sales team. And it can be a much more effective way to, uh, to, to scale that way, to have marketing take over more and more of the sales process up to the point where marketing can no longer close and which tends to be at the higher ticket. So the role of sales primarily is to close high ticket sales, to qualify and disqualify potential customers, potential clients, this is especially important if you're in a business like a client business where not everybody is a good customer and where you only want to work with the best customers. Uh, any kind of consultative selling that's required to really connect the customer with how your solution can solve their problem. One-to-one -one follow up, which can be what it takes to get people off the fence or you know, if there's a complex buying cycle, for example, having that scalable sales system in place uh, the one-to-one -one follow up allows you to uh, to to for example have that person who is readily volunteering to help move the purchase process forward also client customer care and relationship building it's great to have ongoing uh, like company wide relationship building coming from marketing but also relationship building coming from the individuals who have uh, who have contributed to the the client's relationship with the company? So sales and marketing work together for your scalable sales systems. Uh, with that said, we're going to focus most of what we're doing here on the marketing component. So I said step one is your powerful, profitable offers. This is all about the economics of your ability to acquire a customer at a lower cost than the margin that is left over after the cost of goods sold and after the cost of advertising and after whatever necessary uh, admin costs, I guess, to, to, to service that customer, right? So your offer structure needs to be built in a way where profits come out. If one of the hardest things that you can try to do, especially as like a startup business, is to is to really believe in an awesome offer that provides a ton of value at an affordable price, but have that offer not be built in a way where the economics are in your favor. So, you know, you could sell a million things for a dollar and you just generated a million dollars, but if it costs you 1.5 million, or I'm, I'm sorry, a dollar and a half on average to fulfill on that dollar sale, then your economics are such that you just made a million dollars, but it costs you 1.5 million to do so. And if you don't have the economics set up, if you don't have offer structure set up in a way 
where you have additional revenue coming in immediately, that's going to be problematic. It doesn't matter that you just made a million dollars in sales if it costs you a million and a half to do so. And so the first thing that you need to do in terms of building a scalable sales system is to make sure that your offer is going to give you the economics that you need in order to scale. So there's gonna be one or more paid offers involved. For example, if you do have that low ticket, low price offer uh, on the front end to attract people into your business to get them spending the first dollar, and that's spending the first metaphorical dollar. It could be $5, it could be $10, it could be, you know, I don't know what it is for your business, right? But then there's going to be additional sales beyond that. The other thing that is worth noting is that sometimes we're talking about free offers. And I, I loop free offers in because it can often be as challenging to get someone to convert to something for free as it can be to get them to convert for something that is low price. The other thing is free offers are often used in the context of, of prospecting and lead generation. And so all of these things you need to think about okay, what am I gonna to offer to people first to get them to, uh, to get the, the widest segment of my market to raise their hand and say, hey, I like you guys, I'm gonna, or I like you gals, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna uh, be a good prospect for you, I'm gonna be a good customer for you, right? And then what do you offer next and what do you offer next? Eventually up to the point where maybe you have a very high ticket offer. And it could be the, your second offer in the sequence. I'm not saying you have to have four or five or three um, it's, it's a matter of having the right sequence of offers for you, but eventually there's probably going to be a much higher ticket offer that a smaller percentage of your audience is gonna be ready for, but that is going to be the key to scale. So it's, it's, it's much easier to scale if you have, let's say, a $10,000 offer with $7,000 in margin in it versus you have a uh, you know, $10 offer with $1 of margin in it, right? The, the, the scalability of those offers are going to look very different. Uh, so you have to have powerful, profitable offers, we'll put an S on the end, in order to build your scalable sales system around it. And then comes the system itself. Now, this looks very different for lots of businesses depending on your offers, right? And depending on your audience and depending on your marketing assets in place, all of that, it can look very different. What is consistent is there is systematic design. So like in my Conversion Architecture 101 course, I teach three funnels and those three funnels can pretty much be adapted to almost any business. But the important part is the principles behind it, which I also teach in that training. The principles behind it are you need to systematically design the process that someone is going to go through in order to convert. And sometimes it's a direct line, like they're gonna do step one, step two, step three, step four. More often though, it is a, it's a flow chart. And there are places where they, they may branch off. There may be places where it loops back in on itself, depending on how everything is structured, right? Um, or for example, there is going to be, as soon as they opt in on one page, they're taken to a sales page, but they're also added to an email list and those emails are gonna send them back to the sales page. But it's all about the conversion flow. It's all about the, the architecture of the system to move people through that sequence of offers that is going to lead to the, the necessary revenue and profit in order for you to uh, generate the profits, it's gonna make it scalable on a per customer basis. 
And like when I work with clients as a fractional CMO, this is one of the very first things that I do with them is I say, okay, what does the actual flowchart look like? What does the process look like? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, if we're gonna turn this into a scalable sales system, if we're gonna turn this into a scalable sales system, where do people need to go in order for us to generate per customer revenue and profits that allow it that allow us to spend money on traffic to scale, right? And that's all built into the scalable sales system strategy. And then you need good traffic strategy. So recapping up to this point, right? Recapping up, up to this point, you have the offers, oftentimes a sequence of offers that are going to generate uh, the appropriate economics, the appropriate revenue and profits per customer such that when an adequate number of people go through all those offers, not just the first one, the second one, that there is a lot of money that you can put back into the system because putting money back into the system is what's going to create scale. And then we have the system in place that is designed to take people through those offers, right? And then we have to start pouring traffic in. You have to start putting traffic into the system because otherwise, uh, otherwise it's just that sales system that's sitting off in the off in the cold, right? <laughs> um, but but we want to warm it up with with people coming through, and you need to think in terms of a few different types of traffic, and so there's cold traffic, of course, and it's easy to just think, okay, we want to go acquire customers, so we need to go chase down cold traffic, right? But there's also warm traffic and hot traffic. And these can be measured by people who've already taken action. It can be, and by the way, you're responsible for moving cold traffic to warm to hot. It can be measured by people who've, who've already taken action, who've already seen your ads, who've already engaged with content in various places, right? Um, and you don't necessarily just want to spend money on cold traffic. You might think, oh, if I put cold traffic into the system, then I, then I don't, I can just, um, I can just send out emails to the people who sign up for my email list and I'm going to, you know, do well. That's not necessarily how you're going to maximize your success because there are going to be people who engage at lots of different levels and people who are ready to respond to through lots of different channels. And so you want a solid strategy in place uh, to, for example, both display ads, maybe on Facebook, maybe Google Display Network, maybe YouTube, maybe wherever, display ads to people who are high engagers, who maybe bought a initial welcome ad offer, that low price offer, or who signed up for your email list, or who have visited your site very recently, right? Those are very hot potential customers, right? You need a strategy in place to put ads in front of those people, to email them, to follow up with them in lots of different ways, as well as to constantly be showing uh, messages to, to the cold traffic that is going to get them into that system as well. And oftentimes, it's more important to deploy the hot traffic strategy, the warm and hot traffic strategy first to the people who know of you before you start deploying cold traffic strategies, because what you're doing, if you imagine this like, like a funnel, well, the funnel has lots of holes in it, right? And what this is doing is it's plugging a bunch of the holes in the funnel to have 
all the hot traffic taken care of, right? It's it's like catching catching the people who are coming out of the funnel and putting them back in. And then your funnel is going to be effective enough that you can put people in the top of the funnel. The other thing that's worth considering is owned, earned, and controlled traffic with a hat tip to Russell Brunson for those particular uh, word choices, owned traffic is you know people who are on your email list, people who are on your customer list, people who you have the contact information and the permission to reach out to them again, to contact them again without any kind of third party, right? And, and you might say, oh, my email service provider is a third party. Yes, and you could take that email list to a different email service provider. So you own you own the ability to contact them. Earned is free traffic, it's partner traffic, it's uh, traffic from podcasts, from SEO, right? You earn the attention of someone else's audience. And controlled is paid, where you're actually paying for it. Now, in terms of scalability, uh, for speed of scalability, control traffic, the ability to send paid traffic into the system, right? That is the single fastest uh, traffic source to be able to scale. In terms of profitability, things like owned and earned can be much better. They can also, they also don't turn off when you stop paying for them, right? So you earn a spot on a podcast, you earn SEO, you earn all of those different things, right? Those can continue to send traffic into your system for an extended period of time. Own stuff, obviously the same thing. Um, but in terms of, of speed of scale, having a paid traffic system that focuses first on controlled traffic is going to be the most powerful way to go. Now, this is obviously a high level overview of scalable sales systems of those three steps. I've, if you really want to get in there, um, I do offer fractional CMO and copy chief services primarily for people who are well-versed in direct response marketing because all of this usually goes much smoother if you have some kind of foundation in direct response marketing. Uh, but then we can, we can get in there and we can chat about how to implement this idea in your business. I do also offer the Conversion Architecture 101 training, um, which is part of my BTMS Insider streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. You pay one low fee, you get instant streaming access to the entire library and just use as much as you would like while you are a member. Uh, don't forget, um, ask yourself how you can use this going forward and like and subscribe so that you can get more content like this delivered to you. Links to do all of that are in the description with this episode. I'm Roy Furr. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I hope I fulfilled on that promise at the opening of the video that you're going to get a ton of value out of this. And I encourage you to use this framework as you're thinking going forward in order to maximize your own ability to generate scalable sales systems. And I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.